The Rookie Leaders Podcast, Episode 26, Unaccountable Misalignment. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. So grab your notebook, a pen, and your bulletproof coffee as we explore the leadership lessons every leader needs to master. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello, everyone. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much, as always. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. I know that there are lots of other things you could be doing with your time, but you've chosen to spend that with me, and I thank you so much for doing so. Uh, In today's podcast, we're going to continue the theme of the four enemies that kill teamwork. And today, we're going to talk about enemy number three, what I call unaccountable misalignment. If you want to go all the way back to episode number 23, you'll see where I covered all four of the four enemies of teamwork. I covered the, just kind of highlighted those. And then in episode 24, I covered the distrustful culture. Episode 25, we talked about um, unhealthy debate. And today we're talking about enemy number three, which is unaccountable misalignment. I'll talk to you about exactly what that is, why that is so detrimental to your teamwork, and then how you can uh, fix that, how you can resolve unaccountable misalignment in your team. Before we jump into that, let me talk about a few housekeeping items with you. Be sure that you subscribe to the podcast, whatever podcast directory you choose to use. I'm sure that you can find the credible, or I'm sorry, Rookie Leaders podcast there. So be sure you Uh, subscribe to the podcast while you're in those directories be sure that you rate and review the podcast as well i greatly appreciate that and as you can imagine it helps us in uh, the search algorithms to ensure that uh, this leadership content gets into the ears and the minds and the hearts of as many leaders as possible so greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and review while you're subscribing And then also let me uh, share with you a few words about the sponsor of today's podcast as well. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by CredibleTeams.com. At CredibleTeams.com, you can begin to build the teamwork that defeats all competitors. You see, teamwork is your only real competitive advantage. It's likely that in your industry, you have competitors that are developing similar products solving similar problems, or serving their customers in similar ways that you are. Teamwork is the only real competitive advantage that you have. How effective your team can produce products, solve problems, and serve the customer is really the only advantage you have over those other competitors. 
and at CredibleTeams.com, you can begin the process of building championship-level teamwork such that you can defeat all of your competitors. At CredibleTeams.com, you'll start with our short 12-question quiz that will help you to identify the enemy that is destroying your teamwork. You see, there's four enemies to teamwork. And this short quiz will help you to identify which of those enemy your team is struggling with. Once you identify the enemy your team is struggling with, then you will receive specific feedback that will enable you to begin the process of eliminating that enemy of teamwork and begin to build the teamwork that is your competitive advantage. Head over to CredibleTeams.com right now and begin our quiz so that you can begin to build the teamwork that will defeat all of your competitors. All right, thank you so much uh, for that, uh, for listening into that. And and uh, let's jump now into unaccountable misalignment, en- enemy number three of teamwork. If you want to find today's show notes um, as a part of, uh, if you want to re- review the show notes as a part of this episode, you can head over to CredibleLeaders.com forward slash 026 as in episode 26. So that's CredibleLeaders.com forward slash 026 for episode 26 unaccountable misalignment. So let's jump into that right now. Unaccountable misalignment. Let me uh, explain that for it. Let's start with an explanation of exactly what do I mean by unaccountable misalignment and, and why is that an enemy of teamwork? Well, much like unhealthy debate that we talked about last week, unaccountable misalignment, it really has two parts. There's first the unaccountable piece and then there's the misalignment piece. So let's first talk about the unaccountable piece of this particular enemy. Uh, Now, what I'm talking about here, this unaccountable misalignment, unaccountable here, what I'm talking about is that the fact that within your team, there is no culture of accountability, no culture of accountability. Culture is very, very important in this definition of unaccountable. I have leaders ask me all the time, how can I hold my team accountable? And to those leaders, I will oftentimes respond to them in a way that, that rather surprises them. I, I will tell them, you cannot hold your team accountable. You know, and they, they look at me kind of funny and kind of shocked and, and kind of surprised. They expect me, a leadership coach, to tell them that they have to hold their team accountable and, and they've got to stay on top of everybody and they've got to make sure that everybody's doing what, they, what they're supposed to be doing. But instead, I teach, especially within the context of a team, I teach a culture of accountability. You see, because it's it's not really realistic that a single individual can be responsible for holding everyone in a team accountable to do all the things that they're supposed to be doing, right? Um, it, it just isn't scalable. Whether it's the leader or an individual on the team, it just isn't scalable to believe that one individual can hold every single team member accountable to every single task or responsibility those individual team members have. It's just not scalable. I mean, your team can get large enough that you as an individual can't hold everybody accountable to do their things. Each individual team member on your team may may have so many tasks 
that and responsibilities that you as an individual, you just simply can't keep track of all of it and hold everyone accountable to it. And so rather what I teach is a culture of accountability, which means every team member is holding every other team member accountable. And we're going to talk a little bit later uh, in, in the podcast here about what are team members holding each other accountable to. That's one of the key missing pieces to accountability within a team is that team members don't really know what to hold other team members accountable to. What type of measure do they use to hold those other team members accountable? They don't even recognize what to do uh, or what to hold them accountable to. But this unaccountability, right, this unaccountable in this particular enemy, it's really that lack of culture of accountability. So within the team, there there are no feelings of disappointment or guilt or even shame when a commitment is not met. There is no, um, there's no personal feelings of accountability to the rest of the team. So me as an individual, if I have a commitment that I've made to the team, but but I'm not going to meet that commitment, I have no personal sense of disappointment or guilt or shame or embarrassment that I didn't contribute, that I didn't meet my commitments to the team. Likewise, the team has no feeling or sense of obligation to hold me accountable to the thing that I committed to. So that is the unaccountable side of unaccountable misalignment. Okay. So again, it's a lack of culture of accountability. It's not this idea that there's not one person within the team that's, that's holding everyone accountable. That's not what we're after. That's not realistic. That's not scalable in, uh, in an accountable team where there is accountability, there is a culture of accountability again. And that means every team member is holding every other team member accountable to the commitments that they've made. Okay. Now, the second part of this particular enemy, the second part of unaccountable misalignment is obviously misalignment. Now, what does misalignment in this case mean? Well, within the team context, what does misalignment mean? Well, misalignment is simply this, this lack of commitment to a strategy or to a decision or to the next steps, okay? Uh, It's kind of, this misalignment, what it creates, it it creates a half-heartedness on behalf of a team member or maybe multiple team members. Uh, It it could even, you know, for misalignment at times can even uh, influence a team member so severely that that team member could actually sabotage the efforts of the team. Okay. And so uh, again, what it is, it's this, this lack of commitment to a strategy or to, you know, a decision or to the next step. So the team comes together in a team meeting and maybe you have a problem to solve. And in that team meeting, you have, um, maybe like we were talking about last week with unhealthy debate, you have a problem to solve in your team meeting. So you present the problem and you get ideas about, uh, the best ways to solve that problem. And then maybe you do, you have healthy debate about the different options, the different uh, solutions that have been proposed by each of the team members. You have a good healthy debate. And then ultimately 
whatever mechanism the team uses, I, I don't recommend consensus. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But whether it's, you know, some type of majority vote, whether it's the leader make decision, um, all of those different ways to, to make arrive at a decision have their pros and cons. But whatever the rules of decision-making are among your team, the team arrives at a decision. They pick a solution among the healthy debate that has been uh, that has happened in this team meeting, the team selects a solution to this problem. But you may have an individual on that team that is misaligned with that decision, that doesn't agree with that decision. And so as you leave the team meeting to go and then execute that solution to the problem, this misaligned team member, at best, they're going to give a half-hearted effort. To, to solving that problem. And at worst, they're going to be in such disagreement with that, uh, with that decision that they're actually going to take action to sabotage that decision or, or, or solving that problem. Now, one thing that you need to know here, that misalignment, it has nothing to do with a lack of understanding. Misalignment isn't, you know, that, that someone didn't, you know, execute on the strategy that the team chose because they didn't understand the strategy. Really, very rarely does it have anything to do with an understanding. Misalignment is typically driven by disagreement of, you know, the best strategy or the, you know, the best solution or the next steps. It's typically driven by disagreement. So again, that individual that is, that individual team member that is misaligned it's not about that they don't understand the solution. It's about they disagree that it is the best solution, okay? And that disagreement that then causes them to give a half-hearted effort or even to sabotage the efforts, that disagreement is driven most typically by ego, by their own ego. It's driven by this idea of my idea was not selected. It's their ego that causes this misalignment. It's most often driven by, and it, I mean, it can also be driven by this lack of opportunity to voice opinion and concern. Uh, and, and within the some of the um, recommendations I'm going to give you later, we can certainly address this one. We can certainly, as leaders of a team, we can address this idea that team members have uh, don't have an opportunity to voice their opinion or their concerns or to present their ideas we can certainly solve that misalignment that is driven by ego that must be cleared up by the individual that has the ego and we'll talk more about that particular enemy in next week's podcast as we talk about individual players rather than team players that's enemy number four individual players but just know that misalignment it's not about misunderstanding it's rather driven by disagreement. Sometimes that disagreement is due to ego, and sometimes that disagreement is due to this lack of opportunity that this individual, this misaligned individual had in voicing their own opinion or ideas or concerns. Okay, so let's talk about why is unaccountable misalignment so important? Why is it important that you address unaccountable misalignment? Well, it all goes to the effectiveness 
and efficiency of your teamwork. So I'll go back to what I've said many, many times. Teamwork is your only true competitive advantage. How effectively and how efficiently your team can work together, that is your only true competitive advantage. Those competitors that you have in your industry, they're likely creating similar products, serving the customer in similar ways, working just as hard and as fast as you are. So the only advantage you have over them is how well can your team work together. And when you have individuals on your team that are misaligned with the decisions or the strategy or the next steps that the team is going to execute, and then in addition to being misaligned, well, being misaligned means they're going to be half-hearted and maybe even sabotage. But then in addition to being misaligned, if they're not held accountable to the fact that they're misaligned, then your team will continue to struggle to work together as a team. And therefore, you're losing all of your competitive advantage that you have over your competitors within your industry. So that's why unaccountable misalignment is so important and must be addressed such that you have accountable alignment. The opposite, obviously, um, uh, is accountable alignment. That is why it's so important such that you can enjoy good, effective, and efficient teamwork. Now, let's start to talk about, let's begin to talk about, well, how do you build accountable alignment within your team? So if you have this sense of uh, this feeling that uh, your team is struggling with unaccountable misalignment, which by the way, you can take our quiz at credibleteams.com. You can go and take a little short 12-question quiz, and it may indicate for you that unaccountable misalignment is the enemy that is destroying your teamwork. In fact, it, it may point to this particular enemy as what is destroying your teamwork. And if it does, here's how you're going to address unaccountable misalignment. Okay, so you're going to first start with accountability. You're going to first start with accountability. Uh, misalignment is corrected by accountability, and therefore we, we first have to start with accountability. All right, so here's what your team needs. Your team needs uh, tools and, and, and a process to which they can hold one another accountable. Uh, I alluded to earlier, I mentioned earlier, that oftentimes one of the key ingredients that's missing in a culture of accountability is just each team, team member knowing what they are supposed to hold the other team member accountable to, right? What is the, what's the unit of measure? What's the metric that I'm supposed to hold my other team members accountable to hitting, to doing, right? Uh, and so that's the first thing we got to do. We got to provide for our team the tools and the process by which they can hold one another accountable. So lack of accountability is often attributed to this lack of understanding of what to hold each other accountable to. So accountability is created with, with three things. It's created with a goal with a cadence of commitments and with a scoreboard, a goal, a cadence of commitments and a scoreboard. Now let's first start with that first element, the goal. Accountability starts with a goal, a team goal. We all have to be attempting to achieve the same thing. If you consider a football team, a professional football team, their goal within a single season is to win the Super Bowl. 
And then if you break that down, then their goal is to win uh, their football game each week, right? They have one football game a week. And so their goal, their team goal is to win the next football game. Okay. And then if they do that enough times, then they'll get to the Super Bowl and then their goal is to win the Super Bowl. But let's, let's back it all the way down to the simplest form of the team's goal is to win the next football game. But every football player on that team has a different role and responsibility for achieving that goal. The offensive players, they have totally different responsibilities than the defensive players as it relates to achieving that goal. The entire team, every team member on that team has the same goal of winning the game, right? So your team needs that that goal. Every single person on the team has the same team goal, all right? Not the same responsibilities, but the same goal, okay? Now, the second element to accountability is this cadence of commitment, Okay. Now, this is what the team is going to hold each other accountable to, okay? So again, if I use the football analogy, every player on that team has different role and responsibility. And so the commitments that each team member is going to make are going to look different. Every team member is going to make commitments on a regular cadence. They're going to make commitments to the rest of the team on a regular cadence But those commitments for every individual team member is going to look different, okay? Because, again, the the defensive players have totally different roles and responsibilities than the offensive players. And, and And then within each of the, on the defense, each of the defensive positions have different responsibilities and task and and role, right? So those commitments that each team player is going to make to the rest of the team on a regular cadence is going to look different. But that is what all the other team members are going to hold that team member accountable to. So if you're going to create this culture of every team member holding every other team member accountable, they're going to hold each other accountable to the commitments that that team member made. So if I make a commitment to my team to get a task completed this week, well, next week in my team meeting, if I... You know, if I say to my team, well, I didn't get that commitment done, then every other team member on my team should be holding me accountable and say, Michael, why didn't you get that done? You you committed to our team that you were going to get that task done. You're you're hurting our team when you don't get your task done, right? So the, the rest of the team is holding me accountable to a commitment that I made to the team, and that happens on a regular cadence. I prefer weekly that these cadence happen. But the first is a goal. The commitment that I'm going to make on a regular cadence is uh, taking our team towards that goal. And then there is a scoreboard. In a football game, every member of that team knows at any one instant how well they're doing against their competitor because they can look at the scoreboard. And the scoreboard tells them how much time they have remaining, the scoreboard tells them, uh, you know, how well they're doing. Or have they scored more points than their competitor? Are they winning or are they losing? And how much time do they still have in the game? They can quickly look at the scoreboard and know that. And this is important so that the team can uh, can adjust the commitments that they're making to the to the rest of the team 
based on what the scoreboard is. A lot of teams will stop at goal and cadence of commitment. But the problem with that is you as a team can can continue to make um, commitments that aren't winning the game. Okay, And so you need a scoreboard that indicates for you that the commitments you're committing to and the accountability to committing to, to completing those commitments, they're not resulting in the winning of a game. And so you've got to adjust. You've got to uh, do something different. You've got to make different types of commitments in order to win the game, and the scoreboard tells you that. Right. So a clear goal must be understood by the team. Each team member makes these commitments to the team such that they contribute to the goal and then a, and they're held accountable to uh, completing those commitments that they make. And then a scoreboard tracks and highlights when the team is, is kind of, you know, missing the mark and winning the game. Okay. Now let's talk about the second part. So that's accountability. That's you start with accountability because accountability corrects misalignment, but now we have to start to correct misalignment and, and, misalignment is largely the responsibility of the leader. Individual team players can certainly um, contribute here and hold others uh, you know, accountable to their misalignment, but this is largely on the shoulders of the leader. But every team must have the, or every team member must have the opportunity to share opinions and concerns. So I talked about this a little bit last week in Unhealthy Debate. You may have team members that you you present a problem as a leader and you ask for ideas on the best solution to solve that problem. And you may have team members that don't seem to contribute, right? Maybe they're introverts, maybe they're shy, uh, maybe they don't, you know, they don't really like speaking in, in groups or crowds. But the team member, or, or I'm sorry, the team leader has to make sure that every team member has the opportunity to share their opinions and their concerns. This is key to earn their buy-in. This is key to earn their alignment on the decision that will ultimately be made is their opportunity to share their opinion and concerns. Now, there may be the case where, you know, you really push a, a, a team member and say, Hey, I really want your thoughts here. I really want your idea. And they, they may say, you know, honestly, I, I don't have any real good ideas. I really like the ones that have already been presented. But the key there is they had the opportunity to share their opinion and their concerns or their ideas. Therefore, they can then align on the decision that is made. If they're never given the opportunity, there's a chance that they will be misaligned on the decision that is made. So you've, you've got to make sure that you do everything that you can to get input from all the team members, give them the opportunity to share their ideas and thoughts and concerns, right? And then I mentioned it earlier, consensus is not the goal. You're not after consensus. So again, if you have a problem and you're asking for solutions and, and maybe you have five different solutions that have, uh, have been presented, five different ideas, and maybe you have good healthy debate. And then, you know, in the end, if you, especially as you, as a leader, if you're looking for everyone to say, yes, this is the best solution to our problem, that is likely to never happen. And so you're not looking for this idea of consensus such that everyone, you know, completely and unanimously agrees on the best solution. It may happen every now and again, but almost never will that happen 
that everyone completely agrees on the best solution. And so you're not looking for consensus, but what you are looking for is alignment. And what you must get get from your team is explicit verbal alignment, right? A decision is, is made. Uh, again, you've presented a problem. Multiple solutions have been put on the table. There's been good, healthy debate about which one is the best solution. And maybe as the leader, ultimately, you make the decision on the solution. What you then need is explicit and verbal commitments from every team member that they are aligned and that they are going to put forth all effort necessary to solve that problem according to the solution that has been decided upon, right? Every team member must express alignment. Every team member should also be affirmed in this decision-making process, okay? So you've got five team members that have all presented ideas. There's been good, healthy debate on those ideas, but then you as a team member, you're going to select one of those ideas. That means four team members that presented an idea, their idea is not being chosen. It's important in in a leadership role that as you make the decision and you ask for alignment, that you recognize and affirm the ideas that were presented and the individuals that presented those, especially those that are are, are not selected, right? So, you, you know, you've got to You've got to acknowledge those team members say, look, your ideas were were great ideas. I really appreciate you presenting those ideas to us. I really appreciate you, you know, participating in the healthy debate that we've had, but we're going to go with this other idea. We're going to go this other direction with this, right? You've got to recognize and you've got to affirm those individuals and their idea when you're selecting something else, some other decision, because again, They've had the opportunity. They know you heard. They've had the opportunity to voice their ideas. They know that you and the rest of the team have heard their idea and understand their idea. And now you're affirming them and asking them to align to a different idea that is not their own. And at this point, that explicit verbal alignment, it's actually likely. Again, you may have that individual that's ego-driven, that they're still going to be misaligned. And again, we'll talk, we'll address that one in next, next week's podcast episode. But now that they've had the opportunity, they've been heard, they've had the opportunity to share and debate about their idea. The, 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 the group, the team or, or the leader has chosen a different option and is now asking for their alignment on that option. At this point, because they've been heard and affirmed, it's likely that all of those team members are going to align on that decision and then go and execute that decision appropriately, right? And and as they then go to execute that decision that's been made, whether it's their idea or not, now accountability comes back into play. It's kind of this, this full circle, if you will, of, between accountability and alignment, right? Everyone says, I'm aligned on this decision. I'm ready to go. Let's go do it. And then that cadence of accountability to commitments holds everybody accountable to that alignment that they just granted in the team or in the team meeting. So that's how you, you know, begin to build accountable alignment within your team. You must address unaccountable misalignment within your team. There's no way 
that you will work effectively and efficiently as a team if you have individuals that are misaligned with the decisions, with the strategy, with the solutions, with the next steps that your team is executing on. And there's no way that you will work together as a team effectively and efficiently if you're not holding each other accountable. So if you struggle with unaccountable misalignment, I've shared with you today how you can address that. And if you're unsure whether or not you struggle with unaccountable misalignment in your team, again, I advise you to head over to CredibleTeams.com. CredibleTeams.com. You can start there with our quiz, a little short 12-question quiz, and it will point out for you exactly which enemy your team struggles with the most. It may be, in fact, unaccountable misalignment. And if so, today's podcast will certainly help you. If you find out in the quiz you struggle with one of the other enemies in this series of five uh, podcasts here between I think it's 23 and now it's going to be 27, these podcasts will certainly help you address that as well. So uh, be sure that you eliminate the enemy of unaccountable misalignment today. Now, again, a few housekeeping items again before I let you go. Please, again, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast. If you would like to take a look at today's show notes, you can head over to CredibleLeaders.com forward slash 026, as in episode 26. CredibleLeaders.com forward slash 026, as in episode 26. You'll find the show notes for today's podcast there. Hey, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope today's helped you with addressing unaccountable misalignment in your team. Until we speak again, be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcast episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you liked this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to CredibleLeaders.com.